This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. want to welcome everyone out there who's listening. This is Alana Ulifir and with my program called Body Matters. And today I've got a very special guest in the studio, Karna de Villiers, and we are going to be chatting about how to overcome grief. Um, Karna has experienced the loss of her husband during COVID and she will be sharing straight from her heart and her experience during this time. I also want to say that Karna is a very talented Christian artist and has launched a CD and we're also going to touch on that. Mm-hmm. But without further ado, Karna, thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Thank you for the opportunity. Karna, tell us a little bit, um, the listeners out there, just a little bit about yourself, your ministry, your passion, and what you're busy with at the moment. Yes. Okay, so like you've said, my name is Karna de Villiers, and I've been widowed in January 2021, leaving me and my five kids. Um, well, what's that? Widow and orphans? Well, that, no, they're not orphans because they've got me. No. But um, <laughs> so it's been a, quite a different road this year than what I expected it to be. Um, because this was my jubilee year turning 50. So we had all these amazing plans, what would Mm. happen, and all of that changed abruptly. But we'll talk about that later. But so for me as a person myself, I'm a prophetic artist. Um, I love listening to God's voice, getting Mm. images from what he shows me and draw that and then hopefully minister to people's heart through the art. Mm. Because I believe God firstly created um, earth and he introduced himself firstly Mm. as a creator. So by being creative, I can connect to his heart, just like if you are busy with something else like finances and you can connect to Jock's, my Jock's was my husband, (laughs) like Jock connected to God's heart via finances, I can connect to his heart via arts and crafts. Mm. So that is basically my heart. Um, And then songwriting only started about the last three, four years. Um, It was a whole new journey. I never thought this is something I would do. But I have started writing songs and recording them. And they Mm. sort of like developed into a symbiosis process with my artworks. So it becomes not just a single artwork or song. There's a whole art Mm. world around each piece, which is um, a lovely way for me to discover God and his grace and mercy. And then, sorry, and then I also have my own art school where I give art to kids from the age of about five up to, well, I think my oldest one is 52. Sure. (laughs) Sounds um, good. Yeah, that's what I do. Yes, and I, I love what you also said. It's it's the art combined with the music. It, it kind of gives it more like a, a 3D overall feel. Yes. And, um, yeah, that sounds amazing. Tell us a little bit more about your art and also how the CDs kind of blend into that and what inspired you okay. to write these songs for the CD. Yes, yeah, so... Um I wasn't always a prophetic artist. Uh, In 2014, Mm -hmm. I went to a prophetic art workshop for the first time in my life. I wanted to discover more about Mm -hmm. it. And 
in that session, I didn't come prepared like the other artists. I didn't know you had to bring images. I thought we're going to do this exercise and God's going to speak to us. So, yeah, I was. I was the only one actually open then for God to speak to me because I didn't have anything. You had a plan. Yes. And then um, this happened seven months after our house was auctioned off. We lost everything. So financially wise, it was very tight. But in that session, I heard God say, solo exhibition. And I was taken aback. I love art, but I mean, I'm not an artist per se. Mm. So, and I also felt immediately that I can become calm. This is not for now, it's for a season to come. So that was 2014. And then for quite a few years, nothing happened. And February 2017, I felt this urge, it's time to start mm. painting. And I, for three years, I've dreamed these images. I've, I've walked with God, obviously losing everything, building up again. It was a narrow walk with him. But in that time, um, there were so many images that I saw and I felt it's time to start painting. So I got a model. I saw her in spa. (laughs) Would you pose for me? That was quite weird. But then, so what happened was I started painting the first, it was like a series. And initially I would have called it Chulamite's Journey, which is like the bride in Song of Solomon. So um, initially I started painting these moments that I saw the Shulamite interacting with Jesus. Was was this part of the visions that you had beforehand that you felt that God was already preparing you? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And then as I painted these images, I one day, um, I also started, I got my grandmother's piano. So that was at home. And then I would take my private, my me time with God. I would sit in front of the piano, Mm. just play chords. And I would sing my thoughts to Mm. God and basically have like a musical diary. And I I use these moments to actually converse with God and being like Mm. in deep conversations. Mm. What do I do here? I'm struggling with my child. What should I do? Mm. So that was our moment of intimate time. And then one day as I was playing a song that I've been playing like a hundred times, I was asking our father, what do I do with these paintings that I'm painting? Mm. I'm not a well-known artist. Where am I going with this? Mm. And like he often does, um, he didn't give me the answer of where the exhibition will be. He gave me a vision of what will happen. So in this vision, I saw a woman walking to a wall. And on this wall was hanging the one painting Mm. that I've already done. And against the wall, there was a little box with earphones in them. And she took the earphones out, put it on her head. And I knew she was listening to what I was playing here in front of the piano. Oh, that's powerful. Yes. And then I saw, I, I can't explain it differently than I saw her heart being turned as Holy Spirit worked with her through sure. what she saw and what she heard. He was working with her heart. So I didn't do anything in that picture mm. except it was my art and the song I was playing to Eva. And what's so amazing about that is how God would speak to you in such a creative way, knowing that you're a creative person. Yes. Because never would anyone think of looking at a painting and combining that with music, yes. you know, the earpiece. So I, I think yeah. that is that is awesome. That's yes. God's unique way. I must say, at that moment, I mm. was quite flabbergasted because I thought, God, I'm not a singer. I mean, this is between you and me. Yes. Yeah? I sing in the shower <laughs> like everybody does. And I sing when I'm talking with him in front of the piano. But that vision mm. he showed me, it was almost like he showed me the song you are writing me is forming the soundtrack to the Mm. painting somebody's looking at. Yeah, so that's where it all started. And then from there, um, I recorded, I think it was 12 songs, 12 or 13 songs, I can't remember. And then we released my first CD, um, which is then like a soundtrack to my first solo exhibition, which all happened in 2019. 
That's amazing. And I, I just want to say I was there yes. and it was beautiful. And I think the way that you presented it, your art with your music was just an, uh, a holy spirit. Yeah, you just get caught up in the spirit and it, it, it's an amazing experience. So I, I just want to add to that. That was really touched my heart because one of, one of the, um, the, the art pieces and one of the songs I could relate to so much. And that, that brought up something inside of me that I knew I needed to deal with God. Oh, wow. So I just want to add that. So that's just Holy Spirit yes. working through so it. It's that amazing. Is, that is how I, I know Holy Spirit works. So, um, Yes. So we are going to take a short break and we are going to listen to one of Cardinal's songs called Fint Ek I. And um, Karna, just before we play that song, can you just briefly tell us what that song is about? Yes, this is my one and only Afrikaans song, even <laughs> though I'm Afrikaans. <laughs> um, what happened was I was driving back from a friend one day and I was just mesmerized by the clouds um, like going down onto the mountains, changing their shades to like this bluish gray color. And in front of that, this beautiful canola fields and the... Um, I can't remember what else mm. I saw, but it was green and yellows and blues. Mm. And in that moment, the chorus of this song just dropped into my spirit. Wow. And I've, ever since I was a child, I would always see the detail in nature. Mm. I'm mesmerized by the formation of clouds and the colors they become at sunset and mm. sunrise. I love the, to listen to birds singing, to hear water going over stones. Mm. It's in all these small things that I find God. I find the detail of his hands. Yes. I find the love for his creation. I find there. And then I realized it's not his love I find there. It's him I find. Yes. So this song is about me finding God in nature all around me. Awesome. So I'm looking forward to listening to it. Yes. <laughs> this is Body Matters with Alana Willie Fear and my guest is Kana de Villiers and we've just listened to his song Fint Ek E. We're also going to touch on the topic now of overcoming grief. As I told you, Kana, um, as we mentioned earlier, she has lost her husband during um, this COVID period. And so Kana is really going to be chatting from her heart. And so one of the questions I want to ask you, Kana, is how did you deal with shock, your husband's death, after you intensely prayed for his healing? Yes. Um, when he was admitted to hospital, I immediately started fasting. Mm. I prayed word over his life. I spoke words of healing. I commanded healing over his body because I also had COVID in that time and I sure. prayed for myself. I could feel the healing mm. happening. So I felt it's my husband. I have the authority. I can do this. But then he got worse. He went into ICU and 11 days later he passed away. Now, initially, I was absolutely dumbstruck. Mm. It was like... Sure. Um, there were so many emotions, so many, um, how can you say, it's like opposites. Like on the one side, I had immense peace that God mm. is in control. But on the other side, I felt God forsaken. Yes. How could this happen if my mm. God is in control? If I prayed for healing, I did everything I've done before and I didn't get the outcome. Mm. I had so many prophetic words from people that said to me, or so many confirmations, Psalm 118, I think it's verse 17, that says he will not die but live and proclaim the good works of the Lord. Sure. And we took that as he will live, live. here mm. on earth. In retrospect, 
the wisdom is so much easier to understand that he is living. Mm-hmm. He is proclaiming the good works of the Lord. But to initially deal with that was, um, initially I couldn't pray. I Normally I worship God, like I said, that's how mm-hmm. I talk to him. I couldn't sing. I couldn't pray. I couldn't even read the word. Mm-hmm. So what helped me initially was people praying for me. Yes. That was amazing. And then for me to place my trust and all my emotions and everything just in front of God and say, yes. I have to trust you. I've got nothing else left mm. to trust but you Yes, and you are steadfast. So um, I have a verse that came popping up every time and it was, sorry. No, don't worry. Don't worry. Let's take a deep breath. So God always said to me, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Yes. And I'm um, sorry. No, no, that's fine. So when my husband died, I did feel forsaken, but I also immediately knew this is a lie because mm. God is omnipresent. Yes. I'm not forsaken. I'm not forgotten. Yes. He is omnipresent. He's here mm. with me. And then I remembered um, Jesus at Lazarus' grave. Mm. He was extremely sad. Yes. So he feels my emotions. Mm. He was crying with me because this is not what he intended whatsoever. Yes. When God created Eden, that was what he wanted, yes. a place where we would live forever. That's true. No sickness, no yes. disease. Exactly. A place exactly. where we could, could live with him. Yes. So to know that God is sat with me because death entered the world and my mm. husband had to die. We couldn't just get together and be together forever mm. in an Eden garden. So to know that brought me peace. So initially it was just putting my raw emotions. When I felt sad to say, God, I'm mm. feeling sad. Mm. When I felt, I never really felt angry. I'll tell you mm. now why. But um, all the emotions from feeling sad, free, feeling lonely, feeling mm. dumbstruck, everything. I just said, God, help. This is how I yes. feel. I couldn't do anything but that because mm. I just had nothing in me mm. to fall back onto apart from knowing who God mm. is. And I suppose also during that time, like nothing makes sense. No. You know, <laughs> like God says, you know, my ways are not your ways, yes. you know. And and sometimes I think um, we don't always understand why. Mm. And 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 I suppose that emotions that, that come up and like when you were chatting to me earlier on in the week, I also realized like, Grief is not just sadness. It's a whole yeah. combination of of different emotions. Even though you said you didn't get angry, I'm sure there were pe- people that would probably feel angry and frustrated. Yes. And yes, yeah, I have a, I have mm. a not. It's not my friend. It's a friend of a friend, mm. and her husband died a month ago, and she is lividly angry. That's sure. what she experiences. The biggest is mm. anger. Sure. So it's different for every person. Mm. You can't say this is the five steps of grief and you'll go through number one, two, three, four, five, and yeah. then you're done. It is you have to be aware that there's emotions and mm. you have to feel them. You have to deal with them. Unfortunately, you can't just push them away. You have yes. to deal with them. But um, I just want to add to that. Um, during that time, many people told me they do not understand Jock's death because they also mm. stood so much in healing for him. We had the night before he died, there were three different groups having through the night prayer meetings mm. for his life. So the next morning when we got the a message from the hospital, he just died. We were all like we couldn't believe it because yes. that's not what we felt God said. Yes. 
But then every time I go back, every time I had to deal with these emotions of, of even of guilt, did I do enough? Did I force in him quick enough to go to the hospital? All those sure. kind of emotions. Yes. Every time that came to me, and I want to read this verse to you. Um, now I just have to find it where I write it down. Is that our days are numbered mm. for God. It's numbered before him. So every time I would, and I'll read it now for you, every time I would Get to the point, maybe this, maybe another, I should have found another doctor, maybe mm. that. Every time this truth would come up before mm. me, that my days are numbered. Jog's mm. days were numbered. Mm. He did everything he needed to do on earth. So, yes, um, we could have prayed for his healing, like with King Hiskia, mm. who turned around and said, God, please, I need more yes. time. Yes, he could have lengthened his days. Yes. I believe that. But I also believe God said on the 17th of January, 2021, Jock de Valier will come home. And it has nothing to do with COVID. I will not give COVID the honor. COVID didn't steal my husband's life. Yes. It didn't. God took him home. Yes. Whether it was a heart attack, a car accident, mm. COVID, that is not the point. The point is that was the day destined for him to come back home. And I, I do stand in agreement with that, Kana, because I do believe that life and death is in God's hand. The enemy doesn't have power Amen. over death, only God. And God only allows it because it's part of his will and his timing exactly. for each one of us. Yes. So I stand in agreement. COVID has no right or authority. No. Can I read you the verse yes, quickly? It's sure, in Psalm, it it's in Psalm um, 68, 56. You kept track of all my wandering and my weeping. And this verse is actually what also helped me. Yes. You've kept track of all my wandering and my weeping. You've stored my many tears in your bottle. Not one will be lost, for they are all recorded in your book of remembrance. So our if God has kept track of all our wanderings, he mm. knows exactly where we are when today we're supposed to come home. Mm. And there's another verse also in the Bible that says your days are numbered before mm. the before the earth were formed. Yes. I didn't bring that one with me. But so I'm just hundred percent in peace that my husband went home the day he was supposed mm. to. Whether I wanted that yes. is not part of the question that I yes. choose to ponder on. And I think also just to add to that I always and I and I know that for myself who hasn't lost anyone uh, I, I really don't have a clue what you are going through, what you have been through, or someone has lost a someone because there's so many things that we, we don't understand. But I do know, and that's the only scripture I can actually say is that God works all things out for the good of those who love him, mm -hmm. you know. And um, there's also a scripture that just came to mind now, and I think it's in either Isaiah 57. That says that God takes the young, and no one wonders why, but he takes them to keep them from disaster to come. Wow. Uh, I Don't quote me on it. If I could <laughs> find it, it's just what, what has come to mind. And that is also something that we don't know what the future, you know, how we don't know why our timing is the way it is. But anyway, I'm not the expert on this. <laughs> You've been through it, so you carry on. Okay. So um, what I want to say also is that during that time of trying initially getting over that shock is apart from um, laying my emotions down in front of God and saying this, you are all I still have to trust. In other words, not turning my back on God, mm. but saying I need to trust on you even now when I don't, when nothing makes sense, mm. when the future mm. is un, 
certain when um, fear wants to take hold of your heart because my husband was the sole provider, basically. My income was like 5% of our income. So there was a lot of emotions to deal with. And um, I saw a friend, um, she's a psychologist, Zelda Pollard in Stellenbosch, and she one day told me um, it was the most powerful um, image is that grief is like a companion. And initially that companion is with you everywhere you go, in the bathroom, in the car, in the shop, in the, it doesn't matter where you are, that companion is walking right next to you, like touching you, that's how close it is. And um, in as days go by and as you learn to deal with the grief in a better way, then it, you come become aware of this companion not mm. being with you every single hour anymore and later it's not every single day anymore. Mm. So I'm now at a stage where I can actually say it's nine months since Jog died and I'm now at a stage where grief comes around like maybe once a week and knocks mm. my feet from under me. Normally I'll tell you later um, the incidents where triggers happen but then I'm able to cope with it better. Mm. So initially it was to me... It was everything. Yes, you can't get away. You. Yeah, it, it mm. consumes you. And um, I think that's one of the biggest things that I would like to tell anybody that's entered the season or has been there is to acknowledge God is still in control and that mm. this is only but a moment in time. Sure. It's not for the rest of your life. It's a moment in time mm. where this sadness will be so big. Sure. I think that's so powerful. Kind of... From from your experience, what steps could someone take when they face this intense grieving in their lives? So the first one I would say is forgiveness. Um, in many cases, I mean, it depends on what your spouse die from or your child or your friend or your mother or father. What they die from, you might have to forgive a doctor. You might have to forgive the person who caused the car accident. But apart from that, apart from forgiving the people involved, you have to forgive God for what you think he didn't do. Mm. That has been like a revelation to me many years ago when we lost everything. I realized I had to forgive my husband for the mistakes he made. Mm. But ultimately, I had to forgive God that he allowed my husband to go through his mistakes so that he could learn, so that he mm. could get closer to, to God's heart. But in the process, we got hurt as well. So to me, the first thing is is to sit down and have a conversation with God. Go pour yourself a cup of coffee and yeah. sit down with him and say, I'm angry with you because this happened, Lord, but mm. I forgive you because I know ultimately you are in control. Mm. And if you can't forgive him for what you think he's done wrong and he didn't do anything wrong, it's only in our Perception. Um, perception that it happens but to say that to him to me is freeing is to say god i trust you completely that you are in control mm. so that's the first thing and then the second thing is to allow yourself to feel the emotion so instead of i'm not a person that likes to cry so even nana when mm. i cried on the radio i hate is when i cry in front of people but it's to be aware that the emotions are real and you mm. need to work through them. You need to acknowledge them. You need to sit down and puzzle out this thing that I'm feeling right now. What is it? Is it fear? Is it sadness? Is it a feeling of being desolated? What mm. is it that I'm feeling? And work through that. Bring yes. it back to the Word of God. I've um, Recently, I told somebody that during this grief process, it feels like my emotions are lies because the emotion would pop up, I'm so lonely, I'm mm. all alone mm. in a house with five kids. That's how yes. I would feel. And then Holy Spirit would immediately remind me, 
I will never leave you. You mm. are not alone. So that emotion I'm feeling is real. I feel alone. Yes. But to bring it under God's word and say, no, this is not the reality. The yes. reality, I'm not alone, even though that is what I feel. And that brings peace. Mm. So, um, and then I want to say, be gentle with yourself. Because <laughs> sure. I think, um, like you said, you've never experienced grief before. Mm. And I, I also didn't. Well, I've lost like a grandma, grandpa, but yes. never somebody this close, close to my yes. heart. And um, a friend of mine lost her husband last year to COVID. Mm. And I sent a little message and I prayed, sent a prayer for her. And I thought I was like really helping her. But um, now I know that in those moments when I tried to help, I didn't really understand what she needed. She needed somebody to tell her, you are okay. You can be mm. If you're sad, you can be sad. You don't have to be okay after five weeks. Yes. Because one of the things that um, that I realized is I have to be gentle with myself in this grieving process. I have to allow myself to understand that I lost my husband while I'm here on earth. It's for the rest of this time. Yes. So I am allowed to have moments of sadness. I don't have to say, okay, it's nine months going up. Um, pull up your socks and move on now. It's yes. time. You have to be gentle with yourself and understand a deep love will always cause a deep process of grieving. Mm. And grieving is not a one-step program, like I've said before, that you work through these five steps and then you're done. Mm. It's something you grow around. And grieving is also part of healing. Yes. And I think that is why you you need to allow yourself to grieve. Because grieving is um, bringing restoration. Yes. That's what I feel. Yes. Um, I would love to tell this thing that somebody sent me recently. It's on Dr. Caroline Leaf's um, Instagram page. One of my friends shared it with me. And in this, she gives a visual um, understanding of what grief is to a person. Mm. So she took a very small glass and she's put a, this stone inside of the glass. And initially, this small glass, the stone fills up almost the whole inside. Mm. And she said, this is what initial, what grief feels like. It consumes you. It fills up your yes. whole being. Then as, and she said, um, time doesn't heal. Healing heals. Yes. That was amazing to me because sure. that's so true. She said, as time passes, your ability to grow and to deal with grief mm. that grows around the grief. So the size of the grief stays the same, but you grow. Yes. And then she took the um, stone and she put it in a bigger glass. So immediately it doesn't take up as much space. Yes. And she said, this is what happens over time. Your ability to adapt and to grow grows yes. and you are more able to deal with the grief. Mm. And then eventually you have grown so much that the grief becomes a tiny stone in this big jar where it doesn't sure. even take up 1%. And it was so powerful because yes. I thought, God, that's exactly what I'm experiencing, yes. that I have grown not in a way that I wanted to, but I've grown around this grieving process. Mm. I've grown so much towards his heart in my own abilities, yes. in my need to be mm. dependent on God. Mm. All of that has grown and in the process the grief becomes less dominant. Yes. Now that is extremely powerful. I think things that's such a visual um way of actually, you know, expressing what that grief is and how the process of grief works yes. in the long run. <gasps> 
Tell me, Karna, um, how could family and friends, you know, how can they support um, someone that's actually going through this time? That's a good question. You know, um, as we are all individuals and as we all grieve in different ways, there's no set pattern. First of all is to allow the person to grieve and not accept, expect them to just move on. Just because you are done grieving doesn't mm. mean the other person who's grieving the same. Let's say mother yes. and father has lost a child. Just because the one has moved on, has grown around the stone of grief, doesn't mean the other one is there yet. Mm. So it's to have grace in your heart towards a person. Um, things like flowers and food, and that is always welcome, obviously. But if you would ask my children, they would tell you, please don't bring flowers. <laughs> Because yeah. <laughs> initially when Job died, the flowers that everybody yes. sent, I could see their heart of caring, yes. trying to bring a little bit of, you know, just Something. caring. Yeah. Yes. But the flowers to me personally were just another thing I couldn't keep alive. They were all sure. going to die. And it was like an exclamation mark. Every mm. bunch of flowers felt like an exclamation mark. Your husband is dead. Mm. But that's not necessarily for everybody. Yes. But I would then rather ask the person, can I bring you flowers? Would you appreciate that? Or... Do you want me to bring you a meal? So many people brought us food, which I loved because mm. that helped me. I could more well, you could switch off from the food and yes. actually focus on something yes. else. Because the five kids, they still need to eat. Yes. I might life be, goes on. Yeah, life goes on. So that helped a lot. Mm. But apart from that is to, if you are close to somebody that's grieving and you know you have shared in the past in their spiritual growth and in mm. their walk with God, is to pray for them in yes. your own alone time. You don't have to go and sit and pray with them. Mm. But initially when I couldn't pray, it was months, literally maybe three, four months sure. that I couldn't pray, I could feel people's prayers carrying me. It sure. was amazing. So to me, that is the one biggest thing is keep them in your prayer journal, pray for them daily. And then every now and then make contact and say, I prayed for you this morning and this was the verse that popped up. Because yes. that feels, I've got this one friend, she would check in every single day in mm. the first few weeks. After that, every maybe three, mm. four times a week. And at the moment, she's checking in about once a week, every two weeks. Just checking in and say, I'm checking in, how are you? Are you eating? Are you sleeping? Mm. Have you gone for, can I come and walk with you? Like this specific friend of mine, it was my birthday about three weeks after Jock's death. Yeah. And um, she phoned me and said, can I go walk with you? We don't have to speak. I'll just walk oh, with you. That is beautiful. Yes. That kind of care is what helps yes. you to grow around it. And I just want to come back to what you said earlier on, because you said initially you felt like God had forsaken you. Yes. Remember? And I think, that is when you mentioned people praying for you and giving you scripture was like God speaking yes. through them yes. to you. So those words that you felt was obviously so so much more of value to you because that was you connecting with God almost indirectly yes. when you yourself didn't yeah. feel like God was there for you at that time. And just one question I also want to ask, um, how true is this? Because many people say, you know, initially when, when someone loses someone, they say, well, you know, they're getting pampered and everything now, but um, the shock or reality will only hit later. Yes. Is that true? That is true to a big extent. Because okay. what happens is the first maybe month or six weeks, people are there the whole time mm. bringing flowers, checking in on you, bringing food the whole time. And then that stops quite suddenly. 
Mm. And that's when the reality comes in, where you feel, oh Lord, I'm alone. That's when the you're left alone yes. or the, the, the almost feeling forsaken almost grows then, but mm. then you're forsaken by man. In my case, I was very lucky. I have a mom that came every month for sure. weeks, stayed with us, helped wow. me. So she still does that. So um, I, not everybody has that, mm. I would say, support blessing your or or support system. Or having a mom still. Yes. But I also have friends checking in um, regularly. So yes. that's extremely important. If you know somebody doesn't have a close family member, is to check in on them. Yes. Even if you go and water their garden or cut their grass, if mm. let's say, for example, the husband did dishes or whatever. <laughs> or whatever. But there's so yes. many ways that you can really just help them not to feel forgotten by, mm. by people yes. as well. Can I think that is so, so powerful. Um, so thanks for sharing that. I know that it's been quite a, a you know, a sensitive issue and um, I wouldn't say issue, but it's a sensitive topic to talk about. So thank you so much just for sharing that that nuggets with people because from an outside, you, you don't have a clue where to start. You know, what mm. can you do? Um, and I mean, I would probably also bring flowers <laughs> because you, you don't really know what what to do. Yes. So that I think is very powerful. So thank you so much. So we're going to take a short break now and we're going to play one of Karna's songs called Mersey Heek Heart. Um, this is from your CD, Karna. No, this is a new song. Is that the this new is the song? first time okay. it will be played. Is now. Oh, wow. Okay, so tell us a little bit about, about this song in so, particular. Mosaic Heart is very dear to my heart. I wrote this song in 2019 while I was busy recording for the previous CD. And Franco, my producer, suggested that the song is so big and has such a deep story that we don't put that on the first CD. So, But I already recorded it in 2019 mm. and we've been working on it since then one or two times. And last week he blessed me with two days so we could finalize all the last little, you know, taking oh, out wow. the breath and stuff. So because I contacted him about a month ago and I said, I feel it's time. It's time to release the song. So the song was written about the time when we lost everything, um, our house, our cars, everything. Sure. And it, the vision that I had one day as I was working through this thing is that God showed me how I was looking in a mirror and this mirror falls on the ground and it mm. shatters apart. Mm. And then as I look at the mirror, the reflection I see is all distorted, mm. but then trying to get um, like almost control back of this broken life yes. that we had. I was scraping these large, I mean, the vision that I saw, they were huge shards, mm. like two meters high. I scraped them together and cling to them in my arms just to get some form of control yes. back. And then the vision went on where I saw these sharp shards cutting into my arms and I could see my arms bleeding. And then I saw some of my children coming and I was trying to embrace them. But as I embraced them, they would be cut as well. Wow, and, I knew, yes, sure. and I knew God was speaking here about having healing for the hurts mm -hmm. in life. Otherwise, you hurt the others that you love. Mm. So I wrote this song about giving over, taking that shot and, and giving it over to God. Mm. Open up your arms, let go of all control. Mm. Open up your hearts and say, God, come in and heal my heart. So now, in the beginning of this year, I think it was about April or May, Franco sent me the song because it was never released yet. And he said, isn't this amazing? It feels to me like you've written the song now. And it does. If you listen to it now, you'll you'll think I wrote it after Jock died sure. and after our life changed completely. Mm. But the song is ultimately about 
letting go of the things that hurt. Mm. You can't control it. You can't control the past, and you can't, by controlling that, change the future. So it's letting go and allowing God to heal your heart so that you can once again just have joy and dance in front of the Lord. Oh, that is so amazing, Karnal. And I'm so looking forward and I'm so excited that this is going to be the first time on radio. So let's release the song. I'm oh, yes. looking forward to listening to it. Yeah, it's the first time anybody hears it. Not even my, I think my mom has heard it and my kids. But yeah. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Hi, this is Alana Willyfair and you've just tuned into Body Matters. And I'm chatting to Karna de Villiers on the subject of overcoming grief. And we've just listened to her song, Mosaic Heart. And yeah, I would just like to ask you kind of on that same breath, if anyone would like to order a CD or come and view any of your, your art. Do you have an exhibition at the moment no, or I, something coming up? No, no. I would have had this exhibition as part okay. of my celebration of my 50th birthday. So that cannot happen because <laughs> even this the place where I wanted to exhibit closed down during COVID. So um, oh, or the second wave. Yeah, so But it will come at the right time. God will make the place. But I do have a website, okay. www.karna, K-A-R-N-A, .co.za. And people can also email me, hello, H-E-L-L-O, at karna.co.za, if they want to get in contact with me. On my website, there's a link to um, most of my paintings, mm-hmm. not all of them. We need to update it again because there's been growing a few mm-hmm. more. But so there's a lot of the paintings with the song and the testimony that goes with each song is on there. So people can listen and read and see and let Holy Spirit yeah, no, minister to them. No, that is amazing. And if anyone wanted to just get in touch with you or email you just with regards to maybe grief, would that be okay? Yes. If they, they would just want to chat or, or something like that. Yes. So they can just email you and, yes. and get in contact with you. Thanks so much, Karna. Have you maybe got any final words of encouragement for, for the listeners out there that, you know, that's going through grief or has experienced grief or is still struggling with it at the moment? Yes. <laughs> First of all, as um, Isaiah 41 verse 10 that says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. That is the Lord God we serve. He's right here with you if anybody's going through deep grief. God is there and he's the one that's upholding you. When you feel like you're down on the floor and you can't get up, you can't even lift up your arms to worship him, he's still there. He's still there with you. And then... um. One of the verses that's very close to my heart is in Psalm 34, verse 8, that says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. So put all your trust in Mm. the one who makes the heaven turns around and the earth, the sun come up every morning. That's the God we serve. Mm. And I, I just feel that when you go through something like you've gone through nothing on this earth that's materialistic means anything anymore (laughs) only god only god at the end of the day and and we realize how precious precious life is yes and also to know yeah and also to know how short life is because Mm. yes my husband died before i turned 50 but even if I turn to be 90 or even 100, mm. that's like an eye blink to God, yes. not even. So it will be gone all so quickly. So if anybody, um, that's something I actually felt on my heart for listeners. 
if you feel that you're going through grief and you're you're struggling, you're struggling to find a reason to stay alive, is to know that God has placed you on earth on this earth with a number of days that you're supposed to walk out. Mm. So if you're still here, there's still something somewhere or someone you need to walk to. There's still someone you can minister to, even if it's just a smile for mm. the cashier at the bank or whatever. Mm. You still have something to do. So to get up and say, God, I'm I'm mm. still here. So use me and let yes. what let what my daily things that happen let it glorify you mm-hmm. and in that you will mm-hmm. walk out a life that God is pleased with. Amen. Kana, can you perhaps just end off with some prayer for yes. us? Thank you, Heavenly Father. I thank you that we could talk about about today about overcoming grief. You look. Ultimately, Lord, you are the one that helps us in this. You are the one that holds our hand when life is tough. You are the one that holds our hearts in your hands when we are broken and like we feel like our whole life is shattered to shards. You are still the one that loves us and tries to bring everything together. You are the one that has plans for us that are good. So, Lord, Abba Father, I come to you today and I ask if there's any listener here that sits with grief in their heart and they feel broken, they feel unable to move forward or to hear your voice or to even pray or worship to you, I ask, Holy Spirit, whose name is also Comforter, that you will come down and rest upon them, that you will give them the peace that transcends all understanding the peace that can come in and fill all the dark and sore places, all the heartaches, all the wounds to the heart, all the scars. You can come and drench that with your peace so that that person can stand up, that they can lift up their eyes towards the heavens and say, I serve Almighty God who loves me, who cries with me, who feels my heartache, Mm. but still has plans for me. He still has plans of good things to come. And Lord, our Father, I praise you as a Father that loves and cares and that you will take each one of us by a hand and walk every day with us until the day you call us home. But for now, I honor you as the loving God that we serve. In the mighty name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Karna, thank you so much for coming into the studio today and just sharing from your heart. I really appreciate it. And yeah, I just pray God's blessings of your CD and your new release and yeah, and for all the, the, the work that God has still planned for you, all your CDs and your art paintings. And yeah, so I'm looking forward to see what God has installed for you in the future. <laughs> Thank you. And me I too. know as, as the grieving, as you said, as your capacity goes, you know, um, uh, uh, enlarges. So you will be able to deal with things much better in the future. Yes. But um, from me, I know I'll miss shock so yes. much. And even though the little bit I knew about him, I just want to say he was an amazing man of God. I mean, the fruits of the Spirit was evident in his life. Yes. And such a generous, um, beautiful spirit. And yes. um, yeah. Yeah, he leaves a legacy behind that Definitely. that we can all live up to. My and children as well. I, I keep yes. encouraging them. Your dad set an example that you can yes. live up to in how to serve God and love him and walk in obedience. 
Yes, and Angel, I just wanted to say that you're amazing. Thank you. So thank you so much. And unfortunately, um, this is the end of my program. Thank you for joining me on Body Matters. We'll meet again next Saturday, the same time, with more great conversation. And yeah, so have a blessed week from me, Alana Willifi. Bye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.